Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Is no credentials required covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 80 of No Credentials Required. As always, we are brought to you by Billy Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Today's episode will be the CFL East Preview. I got a chance to interview hosts from several CFL-related podcasts. So we're going to preview the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the Montreal Alouettes, the Ottawa Red Blacks, and the Toronto Argonauts. Before we continue, just want to remind you about our social media channels on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. It's NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. Finally, on YouTube, search No Credentials Required. Hit subscribe, hit notifications for when new videos come out. On the podcast side, our home base is Spreaker, but you can find us anywhere you podcast, including including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Just hit subscribe and tell a friend about this podcast. Also, a five-star rating would be optimal, and also leave a review wherever you can leave a review. That way, more people know about this podcast. The first interview will be with Troy of the Eden Raw podcast, talking about the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And then we'll go forward with each every remaining team right to this break. Stay tuned for no credentials required. In the Clutch features the best and officially licensed MLBPA and MLSPA clothing. In the Clutch features teams from every city like New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, and more. It also features designs for every league, including Major League Baseball, the National Football League, 
the NBA, and the NHL. Plus, check out exclusive collections as well as vintage wear. Head to intheclutch.com, enter promo code NOCREDS at checkout for 10% off your order. And here to discuss the preview for the 2022 preview for the Hamilton Tiger Cats from the Eat'em Raw podcast, I've got joining me Troy Durrell. Troy, how are we doing tonight? I'm good, Ryan. How are you doing today? Doing most excellent. Thank you for joining me. I know. Now, we're talking about, we're talking about before we were recording. You're a Tiger Cats fan, but where are you from originally? Uh, originally, so I was born and raised in Calgary. It's uh, kind of a funny backstory. My parents are both big CFL fans. Um, my dad had a recording of the 1989 Grey Cup game, which I, I think everyone knows. Saskatchewan won 43 to 40 in overtime, widely regarded as one of the best Grey Cup games of all time. Mm-hmm. And my dad, born and raised in Moose Jaw, um, was like, oh, great, my son's going to become a Rough Rider fan. And I went the exact opposite way. Tigers were my favorite animal growing up. So went with the Tiger Cats, uh, suffered through a lot of terrible years with them uh, in my early years. And now that they're good, he was like, as long as you um, you can pick them, but he's like, you got to stick with them. So I, I've done that and a uh, couple, couple great cups appearances uh they haven't won yet but they're in a lot better spot than when i first started watching them so um hopefully they can get it done and uh yeah that's um that's i guess that's kind of my story but yeah not not many people i would imagine are born and raised in calgary growing up cheering for the tiger cats (laughs) i i would suspect probably not all right so we're gonna go with my first question here and it's it's a pretty easy one but you can elaborate if you if you wish. If you have one word to describe last season for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, which word would it be and why? Um, roller coaster would probably be the word that I would use <laughs> it. I think everyone coming into the year thought Hamilton would be uh, obviously the shortened 14 game. I thought everyone would think that they would probably have finished with 10 or 11 wins. Um that obviously wasn't the case. They went eight and six over the 14 games. They suffered a lot of injuries uh, early in the year. They've played three quarterbacks, Jeremiah Masoli, who was the starter coming out of training camp. Then he got injured in week two against Saskatchewan. They went to Dane Evans. He got hurt week six against Toronto. Uh, David Watford came in and won a couple games for them to keep them above 500. And they went back to Masoli basically for the remainder of the year until the East final where he struggled and they went to Dane Evans in the second quarter and all he did was go 16 for 16 and uh, lead them back from a 12-0 deficit to victory and uh, birth in their home Grey Cup. But even in that game, uh, he gets hurt early in the game and Jeremiah Masoli comes back in and uh, I thought he played an outstanding game. Um, Had Hamilton won that game, I think he would have been a frontrunner for... Uh, Grey Cup MVP, him and Cameron Kelly, who had two interceptions mm. in that game, but definitely a roller coaster. I don't think many people would have predicted them to finish eight and six or second in the East behind Toronto, but that's why they play the games, right? So mm-hmm. um, hopefully, hopefully this year it's a little more consistent. Um, they don't have as many injuries that they suffered last season, and uh, it's a little more smooth sailing. 
So going into this season, we're gonna put we're gonna put twenty twenty one the back burner. We're gonna give it to our top men to put that away. Uh, but for this season, for twenty twenty two, what are you and most of the, what are what are you and a lot of the Tiger Cat fans excited about for twenty twenty two? I think just this is gonna maybe sound a little cliche, but just the fact power that, through it. Yeah, yeah, for, for sure. <laughs> just the overall roster, right? I think there's a lot of intriguing pieces um, on the team. Dane Evans being the number one quarterback, I think it'll be kind of nice. Mm-hmm. It was it was a major luxury last season having two starting quarterbacks in Masoli and Evans, but the fact that there's only one guy, um, I think, is a big. I don't, I don't want to say benefit, but I think a lot of fans are kind of looking forward to being like, okay, Dane Evans is the starting quarterback. Matthew Schiltz, who they brought over from Montreal, will be the second string quarterback. Like, there's no conversation about he, who QB1 is, right? So um, I just think that they're looking forward to um, a season where they probably, hopefully, bounce back, I would think, from a roller coaster season in 2021 and a little bit more consistency. Uh, they lost a couple of games last season that were definitely winnable that the 2019 version of this team um, didn't lose. And I think they're looking for kind of that more straight, narrow to the point type of team where, you know, Orlando Steinauer being the head coach and Mark Washington being one of the assistant coaches that they're going to be defense first, um, but I do think Tommy Condell is a creative offensive coordinator who will be able to structure his offense around Dane Evans and be able to put them in, uh, an area to succeed and be able to kind of find their rhythm that they had in 2019, because I think a lot of people forget, maybe they don't forget, but they were like the highest scoring offense in 2019 with Dane Evans playing the majority of the game. So mm-hmm. um, hopefully they don't have to run through three quarterbacks this year. If they do, I think they'll be in a lot of trouble, but if they're able to avoid the injury bug for the most part, I think Ticat fans are most looking forward to having a successful year and potentially a third appearance in the great cup game. Now, on the flip side of that, what's the biggest concern that you and other Tiger Cat fans have for the 2022? For me personally, there's two that I have. Last year, the offensive line was a bit of a bit of an issue. They lost Riker Matthews in free agency in 2020. Um, went with a couple of rookies there last year. Jordan Murray uh, held the job for most of the year. Uh, Kay Okafor played a couple games. Travis Borncall, who is, I believe, going to be the starting left tackle this year, I thought was the best of the group, but he only played um, a game or two as well. And they they just, as I said, they suffered so many injuries along the offensive line that I think fans this year, they made a big trade with Edmonton to bring in Canadian Kyle Saxlett. I was a big fan of that trade. I think he is a very good starting caliber uh, offensive lineman who can play tackle or guard. Uh, Brandon Redmanberg is one of the best offensive linemen, I think, in the CFL. Chris Manzal, he's 38 years old, but he still, I think, is playing at a very elite level. Um, so I would think offensive line, especially, I guess, more specifically, that left tackle spot, that's an area of concern until it gets proven otherwise to be, I guess, not a concern. And then the kicking game. Last year, they went through 
both Taylor Bertolet and um, Michael Domagala, who is, I think, the presumed starter this year. And they they were up and down. They, the, If you wanted to get a sample size picture of the Tiger Cats 2021 season, I think you just have to go back and watch every kick that those two guys made because they'd hit three in a row, then miss two in a row, then hit one, then miss one. And they'd flip-flop back and forth between kickers. And um, I think Tiger Cat fans were really spoiled when we had Liram Hirolahu as the kicker and punter because he was very consistent in both of those roles. And um, hopefully one of those, well, I guess Bertolette got released and isn't back, but hopefully one of Domagala, uh, Seth Small, who they just brought in from Texas A&M, or Tag Leader, who is an Irishman who played rugby and has only had like 10 career football games like under his belt. Uh, hopefully one of those three guys can take the reins and, uh, again, just bring consistency. I think that's the key theme for the 2022 team is just to be more consistent. And uh, those guys definitely fit into that that area. Yeah, as a New York Jets fan, I got to say there has I, I know of Taylor Bertolette's, uh, Bertolette's uh, let's just say talents. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know them fairly he, well. <laughs> he would, he would miss, he would miss like a 35 yard kick. And then one game that really stands out to me is they were playing Montreal and Montreal had gone down the field to score a touch, like go ahead, touchdown. There was like 15, 20 seconds left in the game. Masoli gets them kind of within field goal range, but I'm looking at it. I'm like, well, this is still like a 55 yard kick. And he, and he nails it. And I'm like, okay, so you can't hit a 35-yarder, but you're able to hit a 55-yarder. And it's just – that pretty much sums them up, right? Like, there uh, there was a lot of – you're going, okay, like maybe you have something with this guy. And then he'd turn around and shank a short field goal that you're like, okay, you're playing professional football. You should be able to make that. But Yeah. Yep. No, all too all too familiar. Now, going to my next question: Who is one player on this year's squad that other that teams that fans of other teams in the CFL should keep their eye on? Uh, th- this is a really easy one for me. Tim White, receiver for uh, who played last year in twenty twenty one. He, uh, I think, he finished sixth <laughs> in the league in receiving. Last this is season. Tim. This is Tim White, the receiver, not Tim White, the WWE, the former WWE referee. FYI. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. I don't, I don't know how how well the WWE uh, referee would be doing playing professional football, but <laughs> yeah, uh, Tim White really broke onto the scene last year. Played really well. Um, in this, once he got into the lineup, he just wouldn't come out. And as I said, he finished sixth in the league last year in receiving um and the guy has world-class speed like he was an inch away from becoming an olympian for the united states at the summer olympics uh Hmm. i believe it was in high jumps so he his speed is insane and uh i think he is due i think there's like if you're a diehard fan you probably know who he is but if you're just kind of like a casual fan watching the games um he is definitely a guy that fans from other teams should uh, pay attention to and be on the lookout for because I think he could have a top five, top three receiving yards where he's finishing with kind of like 1,100, 1,200 yards. Um, And uh, I think he is going to be a guy that not 
not replaces Brandon Banks because you can never replace a guy who no. spent that many seasons doing what he did for the black and gold, but I think he'll be able to help fill the void and uh, maybe lessen that blow for fans. Now, my second to last question, uh, in terms of wins, uh, for the t- for the Cats, do you have a ceiling and floor for them this year? Oh, that's a good one. My projected... Uh, if I was just to make a guess for where they would finish, my guess right now would be 11 and 7. Um, mm-hmm. I think their ceiling would probably be 14 wins and their floor um, probably 8 wins. But I think for mm-hmm. them to finish with 8 wins, a lot of things would have to go wrong. Um, as I mentioned, like they'd have to be playing multiple quarterbacks or um, something along those lines. But if everything goes correct for the most part i think yeah kind of around 11 12 wins is where i would project them to finish this season all right troy thanks for joining me uh on uh no credentials required let this is your time to 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 promote your stuff where can people find you where can people find the podcast and give the give the let the people know where you are yeah, for sure. So I have two Twitter accounts. Um, you can follow me at Troy Durrell, which is T-R-O-Y-D-U-R-R-E-L-L. Or my other account is at Durrell Troy, which is exact same spelling, D-U-R-R-E-L-L-T-R-O-Y. Um, you can find our podcast, Eat Em Raw podcast, just at Eat Em Raw on both Twitter and um, Instagram, and you can find our podcast wherever you find your podcast. You can find it on Spotify, Apple. Um, I believe we also do it on um, SoundCloud. Just anywhere that you can find your podcast, uh, we'll be on there. So definitely check us out. I think we, over the off season, we had a lot of the guys off the Tie Cats on to do interviews. Um, nice. Yeah, we I think we're pushing out some pretty exciting content. And if you're a fan of the team or if just a fan of the league and you want to consume as much content as I like to do, uh, definitely give us a check out. All right. Troy Durrell of the Eatem Raw podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. I know crunch is required. Awesome. Thank you very much for having me. It was a pleasure. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at findrealrelief.com. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. This broadcast is brought to you by Mohawk Honda. At Mohawk Honda, the team can find what you're looking for by searching our lot or the entire eastern seaboard just for you. But the real opportunity for you right now is either trading in or selling your vehicle. Mohawk Honda buys cars, and in some cases, you may be able to sell it for more than what you paid for it. 
the supply chain is still facing challenges, which creates a selling opportunity for you. And as always, the team at Mohawk Honda will make the buying and selling experience very easy. You know them as Cars with Kern, Swoboda, Trust Trav Landry, Louis the VIP Man Morales, Cam Seabach, Let's Do a Deal McKenna, Drive with Deanna Coles, My Guy, Easy Evans Whalen, or you can just talk to the leader in charge, General Manager Greg Johnson. At Mohawk Honda on Freeman's Bridge Road in Scotia, they want to buy your car, and they always go out of their way to please you. And here with me to talk the Montreal Alouettes outlook for 2022 are my good buddies from La Belle Provence by way of Montreal, Quebec, are the co-hosts of the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast. We've got Cliffy D and Tim Capper. Gentlemen, bonjour, comment allez-vous? Très bien, merci. Ça va. I'm impressed. Oh, thank you. That's most of what I remember from six years of taking French in middle school and, and high school. So <laughs> I can do greetings, but conversationally, eh, kind of married. <laughs> oh, oh, you, you remember the important stuff. <laughs> I remember my cusses. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. So we're going to talk about the Alouette's outlook for 2022. Uh, but before we do that, let me ask you both. If you had one word to describe last season for the Montreal Alouettes, which word would it be and why? Complacent. Hmm. And I say that because after the 2019 season where the Alouettes pretty much turned the entire league on its ear and provided so much entertaining, fun, exciting football, they managed to do a little bit of that last year, but not nearly consistently enough. So I would say that 2021 was, and again, I, I preface this by saying that all of 2021, all nine teams really should get a mulligan for last year because mm-hmm. after coming back from a canceled season and then dealing with a shortened season, there was a, there was a lot to deal with for all nine teams. So I, I kind of got to give everybody a bit of a mulligan, but mm-hmm. Montreal kind of got off to a, a bit of a shaky start kind of found their way a little bit. Then they kind of petered out a a bit too. I mean, it was just very complacent as far as football goes. I mean, it was exciting at times. There was a lot of times where you still had those moments of, holy cow, they're going to do the thing. And then you follow up with a lot of, "Eh, okay, like just uninspiring football at times. So I'm hoping that this season, the Alouettes, go back to being that 2019 team as far as excitement goes, as far as being must-see TV, because that's what they were in 2019. It was must-see TV. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see the Alouettes get back to that. And I think that's kind of been the focus now for these guys for the past uh, few months was keeping that core element, like getting the band back together and making them that exciting team again, while adding a few pieces that are going to help improve that. To me, like that's what I think is this Alouette's team is going to be this year is a team that has to find their groove again and stay in it. Okay, Tim, how about you? What's the, what's your one word for to describe twenty twenty one? I had I had three words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> are they are they safe? Are they are they words? Oh you can yeah, say yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> They're safe in today's world of podcasting. Because <laughs> I was trying to think of something that would that would equate what I'm thinking of, and Cliff will understand once I say this. To me, it's Jekyll and Hyde. 
2019 okay. because mm-hmm. it, you know, it started off what it wasn't necessarily, it, you know, just Vernon Adams who was up and down before he got hurt. It was, I think it was the team itself. Um, injuries themselves, I think on a lot of fronts, especially the, the O line and, and the return game, it, it just made for a team that wasn't very, wasn't consistent. And I think that's what the problem was, and that's why the team ended up at seven and seven. And those, and you throw into the problems with the with the penalty situation uh, that happened most of the year, and it just the, the team, yeah, the team was not very consistent at all. So it's it's it, it was an up and down year for the team, and you know, twenty twenty is new. I don't like how Cliff is giving them a mulligan for twenty nineteen, but you know, it's still everybody was still playing under the same circumstances too. You know, with with the, the pandemic and everything. But you know, the, the team needs to be consistent in twenty twenty two. That's for sure. Okay. All right. So we're gonna store twenty twenty one in our memory banks. We're gonna we're gonna give it to our top men to forget. 2021 let's fast forward to this year 2022 i know you boys have been to been to, tr- been to training camp a couple times but what are you most excited for and, and what are also some montreal alouettes fans excited for this season um first here there's 2021 okay um <laughs> well done <laughs> yeah, I think I think for us, I think it is like Cliff said before. I think it's getting the team, most of the core of the team, back together. We got some great additions for for this year. That mm-hmm. when we were at training camp, we really didn't get to see because a, a lot of them actually were were sidelined with early um, early lower body injuries. Mm. Um, so we didn't get to see them play during the the, the inter squad game. But um, I think just it's just looking at the combination of new and old. Uh, okay. mo- you know, VA is back. Surprisingly, Trevor Harris is <laughs> Trevor Harris is back at a steep discount, mind you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he gets in, his, if 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 he gets in his starts, that's where he starts getting up to that level of, ah. you know. Anyways, anyway. um, but we've seen some interesting, uh, interesting players from, from wide receivers to our draft picks. I mean. Uh, uh, we're so excited to see them coming up in our our, our home preseason game. Um, it it just looks fun. I mean, it it was just so much to to, to gather in, in just a short amount of time, and they'd already started to camp anyways. But um, you know, at least they're playing football. That's the main thing, I think. Besides right. what what the team has, I think that's the most. I think that's an important thing too. Is uh, we're excited that there actually is going to be a season because the. You know, the new CBA was uh, was ratified. So, yeah, that's that's the best. That's the most exciting part so far. This this offseason was uh, was the CBA talk and talks of the start the season starting delayed. Uh, but, you know, thankfully, everything got done and we can play on Cliffy. How about you? What's the what what are you most looking forward to for your team this season? I think for me, it's. A little bit to sort of expand upon what Tim said, like a lot of the old and new coming together. Like we know what Vernon Adams can do, mm-hmm. but we only got like while we were at training camp, we only got to see a taste of, for example, uh, Herji Mayala, uh, a yeah. free agent acquisition from the Calgary Stampeders. I mean, he looked phenomenal in camp. I mean, wow. I mean, this, <laughs> this guy came as advertised and I'm really excited to see him in an honest to goodness game situation. Uh, a lot of our draft picks too, uh, they're, they've been making a lot of noise uh, in their own way as well. So I'm curious to see them 
like I said, everybody looks good in a, a scrimmage or everybody looks good in drills, but to actually get in and face off against an actual opponent, like that's where you're, that's where you get to see truly what you're made of. And that's what I'm looking forward to seeing as well. Not just in this preseason game, but also to going into the regular season, because a lot of these guys are going to be expected to play right away. And I'm looking forward to seeing them shine and, Trust me, this is a team that needs help in a lot of respects. There's a lot of absolutely talented players, but there's a lot of guys that they've got the goods. We're pretty sure of that, but now it's just a matter of seeing it because everybody looks good on paper. We want to see actual in-game action, and that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything else. All right. And on the flip side of this, seeing what you're most excited for this season, what's your biggest concern for the Alouettes? I think my biggest concern is this defense. There's a lot to like, but at the same time, it's got to come together. And I have no doubt in my mind that Baron Miles has been working these guys like crazy and drilling into them how important the defense is because that sets the tone right away. As I say, defense wins championships. So it behooves the Alouettes. If it's great if they're able to mark like 30, 40 points on the board, but if the defense is giving up 30, 40 points on the board, yeah, you can technically say you're getting an exciting game because you don't know who's going to win until the final whistle. But right. at the same time, you want to make it clear, like this is not a team that's going to be pushed around. And I, I want to see what this defense can do. As I said, there's a lot of guys that have got some great stats and some great numbers that look good on paper. But I want to see what they do in an actual game. And I want to see what they can provide. Like I have no doubt in my mind that Baron Miles is the coach that's going to bring out the best in these players. I just need to see them reach their full potential. Tim, same question to you. Um, I think it's too. It's, it's the return game. And I actually think to start off, it is really the quarterback. Um, and reason being is because we're getting VA back for the first time since, since he got hurt last year. And we were able to speak with VA of Vernon Adams Jr. At camp, uh, you know, hearing about what, where his status was at a certain point during the off season, and thanks to, of all things, a hyperbaric chamber. Hmm. You know, he went all Michael Jackson on us, man. Yeah. Where, In a good way. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just interesting to see how that has helped with his recovery or it helped with the healing process and stuff like that. So I want to see VA in an actual uh, you know, game time situation to see how he plays. Um, also, with the the quick tra- change of the, which I will call suspicious turnaround, uh, w- uh, with the uh, or change of the uh, uh, of the special teams coordinator when Jeff Reinbold had to leave the team for personal reasons. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how the team does because, as I said earlier, the return game was not really impressive after Mario Alfred got hurt. So we mm. need to see what's going to happen this year, and let's see if. See if this new guy can actually live up to what Jeff, what we know Jeff Reinbold could have done if he had stayed with the team in in, uh, in 2022. Now, my next question, who is one player that the rest of the league should have their eye on this season, uh, whether it be somebody who's a returning player, whether it be somebody new to the team? In, in, in both of your minds, which, who is one player that should that we should really keep our eye out on? I got a feeling that Tim and I are both on the same page for it. So, well, then, then let's see if we're right. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the one player that you've got to pay attention to, if you don't know him, you will know him, is Fabian Guerra, formerly yes. of the Arena League, 
has had an outstanding camp so far, has made the most of every opportunity he's been given, whether it was in the intra-squad game or even in the preseason game versus Hamilton last week. Everything he does is just fluid. It's crisp. Like He is in there working his butt off. Mm-hmm. Like Not just as a receiver, but he's he's done returns. He's been on special teams. I mean, receiving, he you name it, he's done it. I mean, and he's done it extremely well. Like this is someone who has missed out on training camp for the past two years due to COVID and other circumstances. But I think he just wanted that one shot to prove that he can make it, that he can be a part of this team. And my goodness, he has lived up to the hype and then some, as far as I'm concerned. I bet you're about to quote Eminem there. The way, they, <laughs> the way that you started it off. <laughs> um I, I I agree with you, Cliff, on that one. I also I, I'm I just want to just overall our our first round draft picks. I, I think I really mm-hmm. want to see how well they do. Um, just just the name James bringing. I mean, Phil Pot, he finally got in. It, it looks like he's so far so good. And see, the South knew the team is our, our number one pick, Cliff Tyrell Richards. Tyrell Richards too. It seems that he's been doing a pretty good job in camp so far. But again, we'll get to see him for the very first time. Um, but yeah, uh, it should be, as I said, it should be a, a fun, a fun season. All right. I've asked these, I've asked of these of other CFL fan uh, podcasts. I'm going to ask you the same question. Where is, in terms of wins, where's your ceiling and where's your floor? Dude, we never give wins and losses. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're terrible at predictions at least i feel i'm terrible that's okay at that, that that that's okay we've had one we've had one podcast where you probably could guess who he is he says i expect 18 to know and i can't yep. no <laughs> you don't say no <laughs> so, ryan ryan saying they're gonna yeah. go and you can probably guess where he's from <laughs> oh i i know all too well <laughs> <laughs> i but you know what to be fair he's right you don't, expect, you, you, you don't expect, you don't say, you know, you, you think you're going to team, you want your team to win every single game. I agree with them right. on that point, mm-hmm. but I think you just need to be a little bit more realistic. I think to me, to be honest, I, I think it would be a disappointment if the team went, set, went 500 again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd be happy. I, I'd be happy with, I'd be happy with, 11 wins i don't know if that's the high water mark we just need to see again like i mentioned before we need to see how how va does uh as as starter again to uh to re- you know really see how good this team can actually be yeah and it's you're and you're going in and you're being a very tough east division too you've got a reloaded ottawa team you've got hamilton who's hamilton and toronto who could be who could be that could be that Jekyll and Hyde team this year? So even so, it's still a, a very tough East Division. One thing I did say earlier in another podcast was that I honestly wouldn't be surprised if all four Eastern teams are in the playoffs this year, meaning that one team would have to cross over to the West. Like I actually think that is a very much a possibility this year. I, I think it, you may have mentioned it on this podcast some time ago, Cliffy. <laughs> I, oh, well, there you go. So that's how strongly <laughs> I believe in this is that it's not what, out of the realm of impossibility. Like I just, I, again, I, I won't predict who would be that team that crosses over, but I just, I honestly would not be surprised when the, the playoffs get underway that, all four Eastern teams, some in some way, shape, or form, 
are in the playoffs, which would be incredible because it's never happened since the crossover was initiated that someone from the East crossed over to the West. It's always been West coming East, but never mm. the other way around. So this could actually be the year where that happens. And let's just say, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. All right, gentlemen, thanks for being a part of no credentials required for the Mo- to preview the Montreal otherwise for 2022. Where can the people find you both individually and on in podcast form? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Repact. It's R-E-P-P-A-C-T. And if you want to go to all of our archives for the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast, you can go to alouettesflightdeck.ca. And you can find me over at Twitter on Cliffy D, at Cliffy D. And make sure you follow the Alouettes Flight Deck podcast also on Twitter at Alouettes FL Deck. And you can find the podcast on YouTube. You can find it pretty much anywhere where you can find a podcast. Just do a search for Alouette's Flight Deck and you will find us there more than likely. All right, gentlemen. Thank you so much for joining me. And uh, we'll uh, we'll see you on the flip side and, uh, on Twitter or uh, on the uh, on the podcast. So adieu. <laughs> All the best. Thanks for having us. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. And now to break down the Ottawa Red Blacks 2022 season is, is from the Wood Cookie Podcast. We've got Rod Via Gomez. Rod, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? Doing good. So we talked before we started recording. Where are you exactly? So I'm actually in California. I'm in Central California, the Stockton area. Yeah, it's crazy. I know a Red Blacks fan all the way out here in California. But uh, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. So are you are you a are you a native Canadian then, or are you American? Oh, I'm I'm American as it gets. Yeah, I was nice. born and raised here, and and yeah, lived in California, moved away for a while, but. Yeah, I'm an American fan. That's that's so funky. Like it's funky. Like I'm an Alouettes fan myself because uh, only because the Alouettes were the only remaining team from the USA CFL era, and I figured since they they're the last surviving team technically, they moved to Montreal. I was like, all right, and only a couple of hours from Montreal too. So uh, I became an Alouettes fan. But 
loosely like I said, I'm an Ottawa fan too because uh, because these teams are right nearby me. <laughs> Yeah, they are too. That's the thing. I, I know, like we talked about just a little bit offline, I, I was in Fort Drum, New York for a little while. So I know that uh, the Ottawa air, I was so close to the, to the actually, <laughs> what was it? The Rough Riders at the time didn't really yep. know the Renegades. Yeah, I, I didn't know they were there. So funny, funny story. I actually have a Renegades pullover. I, I got it in 2001 at the Montreal Great, the Great Cup in Montreal in 2001. I still have it. I still have the Renegades pullover. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> a little piece of history there. A little piece of history, a little piece of history. I still wear it now and then. So let's dig into the Ottawa Red Blacks. Let's go back to the 2021 season. And if you have one word to describe last season for the Ottawa Red Blacks, which word would it be and why? I would say frustrating. Uh, and, and really, it goes just to the fact that we didn't really have much continuity at offense. Obviously, we were bouncing around between quarterbacks. There was not a lot of receiver depth there was talent but there wasn't the depth there and it just it was frustrating because we could not score very many points we couldn't stay on the field very long and the defense was working as hard as it could to try to keep them in games uh but unfortunately that just it didn't pan out offensively so i I would definitely say frustrating all right so we're gonna put 2021 in the back burner we're gonna put it in the vault we're gonna say our top men are on it or watching it so we won't bring that back but let's fast forward to 2022 who, what are you most excited for in terms of the Red Blacks team this season? What, what are you here? What were you excited for? What are your, what are Red Blacks fans excited for as well? It's funny. I went back and I looked at my tweets uh, as, as the wood cookie cast on Twitter. And I was looking at what I was looking at for 2022. And I, I there was one in particular that I, I kind of honed in on. And it's, it's, I said, this offense needs to go through some wholesale changes if it wants to make some noise in 2022. And the simple fact of the matter is that it made those wholesale changes. It went under mm-hmm. a complete and total renovation. And I'm, I'm excited to see how Masoli bring, what Masoli brings to this offense. I'm excited to see what maybe Jalen Acklin and him having, you know, and, and to be honest with you, what I'm very excited about and what I'm most excited about is seeing William Powell back in the red and black, because that guy was the heart, beat of this team a couple of seasons ago and once we lost him it just felt like everything else just sort of went to the wayside so the fact that William Powell is back in the red and black makes me more excited for this season than I think I've been in the last couple of years now you touched on the offense a little bit they had some of the most execrable numbers in terms of offense last year what are you excited for uh, defensively I'm just excited to see the defense again. I mean, they're bringing a lot of guys back this year. And and really, to me, that defense was something that you could hang your hat on every week. The, I think the fact that we got scored on as much as we did just meant that they were too tired. But guy, having guys back like Gerard Baltimore, Abdul Kenna, now we see Patrick Levels uh, join this team. Anton Peruno yeah. is back again. Like The core of what made this defense tough last season is back again and i think if we give them an offense that can put points on the board uh we're going to start to see this defense really just have another good year uh behind it this secondary has always been good and i think it's going to continue to be good this year money hunter as well bringing him into the fold that just yeah a lot of good good names and i think that the unit got stronger as a whole all right, as my cat joins me here, uh, <laughs> we're going to move on to uh, this is the flip side of things. So what's your biggest concern regarding the Ottawa, uh, Ottawa Red Blacks this year? 
I just so we've saw I mean, we've seen in the last few seasons, even the Grey Cup seasons, right? With uh, Trevor Harris, with Henry Burris, we saw that there was good offense on the field, but for whatever reason, there were stretches in there where they just couldn't get it done. And uh, you know, even with Ellingson and, and all those great receivers that we had too a couple of seasons ago, it just felt like we were still destined for a seven and nine. You know, just a, a, a not a. 100% above 500 season. Mm-hmm. My biggest fear is that we we have some good offensive weapons, but that we won't be able to put together another uh, season where we're going to go above 500 or go above uh, just a, a mediocre season. So I'm hoping that we don't see that again and that maybe this year we can get above the 500 mark and maybe this year we can get above uh, some a winning season. Now, do, you, do you hope that... Uh... Do you hope? Do you have a hope that uh, Paul Lapolice can can work together? Uh, if the, if he and uh, if he and Jeremiah Mazzoli can get on the same page offensively, now that we've gotten to camp, we've got a couple of preseason games behind us. Is there a hope that Lapolice and Mazzoli will do will be a good team together, good quarterback coaching tandem? Well, here's the thing: you saw what he could do in Winnipeg as the offensive coordinator, and right. we were hoping that we would see that last season produce something because again we know the offensive mind that La Police is we know exactly what he brings to the table there's no question what can be done with him at the helm and unfortunately I I just don't think that last season you suffered a lot from not having a 2020 season really Mm -hmm. is really I think what what the ultimate thing was and now we're a couple of seasons removed from that we've got football again like you said Masoli's in there he's a great quarterbacks coach he's a great offensive coach so Maybe now that we see with Masoli, you know, we've seen Masoli thrive in the tie cat system. Obviously, injury is a big concern with them there too. So I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm really hoping that this takes a big step forward. This this offense, this Red Blacks offense, takes a huge step forward in 2022, uh, especially with a guy like Masoli under center and, uh, like I said, the run support that he's got now in William Powell because uh, Masoli with a good running back, obviously, is dangerous as well. Yeah. Now, speaking of individual players, who's one player fans of other teams should keep their eye on or if it's for fantasy, who's one player you have your eye on this season that everybody should pay attention to? Look, offensively, obviously, we know that William Powell's the guy to keep an eye on. Uh, But here's a sneaky play for me. And then if Darvin Adams can do something in this offense, we saw uh, him and La Police together in Winnipeg. Darvin Adams was always the guy, especially in 2016, 2017. If you're a fantasy football player, Darvin Adams was a guy that you always had slotted in. So Mm -hmm. if he can make big moves on this offense, I would definitely say that him and Shaq Johnson, both. Um, We saw Shaq Johnson a little bit in the off season. I know I snuck in another one. My bad. (laughs) That's that's, that's quite all right. It's quite all right. (laughs) But I, I think that between those two guys, those two veteran receivers, it's something that this offense was missing last season was just a a standout guy and now we have two to go along with rj harris as well so maybe with the pressure taken off of him a little bit uh he can perform so yeah i mean i'm gonna go ahead and say darvin adams uh but you Mm -hmm. know sprinkling a little shaq johnson in this as well nothing 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 bad about having two receivers who can make who can make big changes for your offense. That's, that's, that's not, that's not necessarily a bad thing. All right. So I've asked these of other podcasters and I'm going to ask you the same thing. What's your seal in terms of wins, what's your ceiling and what's your floor for the Ottawa red blacks in 2022? 
Well, we've seen a lot of eight win seasons out of these guys. So that that's yeah. the floor <laughs> right there. Uh, with this squad in particular, I would say the eight, eight wins is the floor. I mean, and mm-hmm. that's, we're just going to go back to the whole, uh, we can't get above 500, uh, scenario. That would probably be it. But I would, I would say 11 wins, maybe the ceiling for this. I want more. I would love more mm-hmm. as a Red Blacks fan and podcaster. Uh, but also we know that the East is a very volatile uh, division that doesn't necessarily see a lot of teams uh, succeed at once. So, you know, I, I love what they did in the last preseason game. So close to a win, but we're not necessarily calling wins uh, in the preseason. As far as what your measuring stick is, you just you're trying to, to measure the talent. So. The fact that they can uh, it can compete, I think, in the preseason makes me hopeful that we're in for a, a good, at least a couple more wins than what they were when they were in their Trevor Harris days or mm-hmm. their Henry Burris days. Now I'm gonna th- we have a little bit of time left, but I'm gonna throw this question at you. I had another podcast on, and one of the podcasters kind of made this. L- I wouldn't say a, a bold prediction, but I would. I guess you could say a bold prediction that. It's a possibility that all four teams in the East could make the playoffs this year. Uh, one of the and one of the teams being the crossover team to the West, which is pretty unheard of. You don't see that a whole lot often. You see that more these days. The West coming to the East, but is it possible that all four teams in the East could make the playoff? Could make the Great Cup playoffs this year? I, I it, it's anything's entirely possible. I guess yeah. you're right, though. It's absolutely unheard of because more often than not, it's the West team that comes over and crosses right. over into the East because we like, again, we saw that the East can't really get above 500. Uh, but, you know, think about it. Montreal sure has a good shot. Hamilton always has a good shot. I think Ottawa now being uh, stronger on offense has a good shot of, of double digit wins this season. And then you throw in Toronto into the mix, but I don't know. That's a that's a lofty goal because you've got to you've got to say that maybe they're counting the Elks out of the playoffs altogether, uh, mm-hmm. and then the Lions out of the playoffs altogether. So that leaves the Stamps, uh, the the Rough Riders, and the Blue Bombers as the three teams. So uh, is it possible that one of the one of the teams from the East does better than the Elks and the Lions? Possibly. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily consider that as a path, but. Now that I think about it, it, it's not entirely impossible. All right. So, Rod, thank you for your time for joining me on No Credentials Required. I do appreciate it. Where can people find you and where can people find the Wood Cookie Wood Cookie Cast? Uh, you can find the Wood Cookie Sawcast anywhere where you find your favorite podcast, probably including this one as well. Uh, new episodes starting up this week. Took a long time off, but that's because so did the CFL and uh, a lot of crazy stuff going on. But yes, new episodes starting up this week. And then, of course, you can find us on Twitter at WoodCookieCast. Uh, yeah, just a lot of fun to be had this season. And and man, this is going to be a, a heck of a ride in 2022 for the Red Blacks. All right. Rod Via Gomez, the Wood Cookie Sawcast. Thanks so much for stopping by. No credentials required. And thank you for your service. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for everything. This summer, if you are looking to buy tickets for your favorite band, sports team, venue, or more, remember to buy your tickets at SeatGeek. That's S-E-A-T-G-E-E-K. Visit SeatGeek.com to search for the event you want to buy tickets for this summer. If your total ticket buy is over $50, use the promo code GOZ. That's G-O-Z. GOZ. To get $20 off your purchase. 
Any ticket purchase over $50 from SeatGeek.com. Use the promo code G-O-Z to get $20 off your order. Save some money and enjoy the summer by using SeatGeek.com and promo code G-O-Z. And finally, to talk about the Toronto Argonauts outlook for 2022, we have from the Argos fan cast, Clay Chisholm. Clay, how are we doing today? Oh, not too bad. How are you doing? Good. I hope I got that last name right. <laughs> not many people get it right, but uh, but you got it perfectly. Awesome. I try, I try to put myself on uh, getting names right before I, before I record. So as a Toronto Argonauts fan, if you have one word to describe your Toronto Argonauts in 2021, which word would it be to describe that season and why? Ah, unfinished. Okay. That we, we didn't seem like we, it's, it's, I mean, there were a lot of things that uh, we, we did right. And a lot of surprises last year, but it felt kind of, you know, empty when we, when we lost these final to Hamilton. And you know, they just—they just feels like there's a lot of unfinished business that uh, we left out there. Okay, interesting, interesting. All right, so let's put 2021 in the ball. We're gonna give it to our top men to look after it. We'll put that away. We're focused on 2022. So going into 2022, what has you and a lot of Toronto Argonauts fans excited for in 2022? Oh. Well, I mean, Andrew Harris, for one thing, um, mm. having one of the top uh, running backs in the CFL, uh, you know, behind behind center, it, it, you can't really go wrong at, at that mm. point. I mean, we're all hoping that, uh, you know, Andrew Harris is uh, coming with the chip on his shoulder that uh, that works so well for him. And uh, and we're just, you know, when he has that that chip on his shoulder he's he's had his best seasons mm-hmm. um you know we, we talked to uh uh one of the guys out in in winnipeg uh who does a let's go bombers podcast and <laughs> and he made mention that you know when they had andrew harris out there when he first started in in winnipeg uh his hometown he admitted that his head wasn't in it mm-hmm. um but at that point, once he realized that, okay, you know, people are saying, okay, you, your time's up, you're done. You're, that's when he, he turned it on, when he had that chip on his shoulder, he played great. And coming out of a contract dispute in Winnipeg um, and coming to Toronto, he's got a lot to prove. I mean, Winnipeg thought he was done and, and you know, wasn't worth the money that uh, he was getting. So he's here in Toronto and, you know, we're hoping that, the Andrew Harris with the chip on his shoulder is the one that we're getting uh, for 2022 uh, for the Toronto Argonauts. Um, apart from that, you know, um, on the offensive side, we've uh, we've also got McLeod Bethel Thompson, who we we lovingly refer to as the law firm. Yes, the um, law firm of um, <laughs> McLeod um, Bethel Thompson. Yes, I. It's going to be his his first time as a pro 
running the same offense and been given the keys keys to the kingdom. Hmm. So in, in everything is riding on this for him. Um, we're expecting a lot out of him this season. And, you know, if he doesn't produce like we hope he can, we've got a guy who looks pretty good waiting in the wings. Um, not somebody that was really on our radar in 2021, um, but Chad Kelly. Uh, he's yep. He's got a history of, you know, having having some, some problems and some attitude issues, but, uh, you know, he seems to have put that behind him. Mm-hmm. And he has looked fantastic um, as far as, you know, rookie QB goes. You, you couldn't ask for any, any better. You know, he did make some rookie mistakes a couple yeah. times, but without knowing the exact um, the exact progression through his reads and what he was seeing out there and what the receiver was supposed to do, it's one of those things that could go either way on the mistakes that we, that uh, we've noted on him, you know, could be the receiver, could be him. Um, but it, you know, he's got a lot of promise. He, he's got a cannon for an arm. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think it got through on the, the broadcast um, uh, in the first preseason game or on the live stream, but some of the balls he threw just, it, you could hear them hit the receiver. Mm-hmm. And and like they were just he was gunning them. He he in the first preseason game he threw a thirty-five yard pass. Well, the uh, one of the defensive linemen had him wrapped up around the legs, so oh, wow. he, no lower body with that. Um, <laughs> he threw another gun that, if it had been a hair slower, a hair slower it would have been intercepted and it was right over the middle. And I, 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 you know, came away like, how the hell did he catch that? (laughs) You know, he's just got a a cannon of an arm and he looks like he's uh, reading things very quickly for, uh, for a young guy. Um, And then on the, on the other side of the ball, um, you know, we've got uh, Tavares McFadden who, pushed out Jalen Collins um, at, at corner and Jalen Collins was one of those guys after last year, we were expecting to be, you know, he was penciled in as almost, almost penned in as the, the starting quarterback or cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tavarius McFadden made him expendable. Um uh, you know, much cheaper option and uh, was doing the job just as well in, in uh, training camp. So, I mean, that's there. And then we've got um, Royce Menchie uh, getting his first uh, real, real full season uh, back there as a starting, uh, starting safety. And, you know, Enoch Mwamba, I mean, what can you say? You know, one of the best linebackers in the game. And then on the defensive line, Sean Oakman, who's now taking on a little bit more of a leadership role. Um, and he was a guy that I thought if he showed showed well like he did last year, that he'd be on the on the first bus down south. But he looks like he's loving it up here. He's loving this game. 
And if you looked at any of the the Argos uh, pregame um, pregame videos on social media, he's the one leading leading that uh, that charge in there. So, you know, that's a guy you want. And then you know, to pair him with Jagarrett Davis, and we've got the you know Sam Achenpong and Robbie Smith who looked pretty good, uh, you know, and Shane Ray who's coming back at a sniff with the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, and it's it can be scary. I mean, we it, some of the guys, and then we've got some guys that we're not sure um, exactly what we have yet. Um, in you know our our uh, second draft pick in Deontay Knight didn't see a whole lot of him or, or see a lot of uh, big things come out of him in, in training camp, but everything we've we've heard about him is is he's uh, right on par they they really like his work ethic and everything so there's lots to look forward to um and and then the the only other one that i really have to go back onto the um offensive side of the ball brandon banks in a, in a argos uniform mm-hmm our first game is against our first regular season game is against the Thai cats. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you, you couldn't script it any better for him. No, that's definitely, definitely true. Definitely true. Now on the, on the flip side of the ball, uh, no pun intended. What has some fans, what has you and other Toronto Argonauts fans, con- what kind of things concern you for this season? Oh, I, our offensive line depth um, is it's a little unnerving at times. Um, you know, they say they've got the guys they, they want, um, but, you know, we're starting the, the season off with uh, Nicastro on the injured list, likely anyway. Um, and Justin Lawrence is going to be starting at center. Um, Philip Blake and Darius Bladek return. Um, and then we've got Isaiah Cage, who's uh, – hopefully going to be healthy this year um looks to be uh one of the tackles and then we're you know we got we got uh tate who's hasn't looked great at the at the tackle spot but uh you know not sure and then you know we had theron churchill who looked like he was coming on great who's i you know, all the more power to him. He's stepped aside uh, for uh, a little while to be a dad, something he's always wanted to do and, you know, not going to falter for that. But mm-hmm. he was a little bit bigger of a, of a piece than I, than I think most people were, uh, were, were, were thinking he was. Um, he, he played both uh, guard and tackle at times. Um, and, you know, we've got Dejan Allen who can, who can fill in a tackle spot. Um, but it's just, looking at the uh the depth it's it's just a little bit unproven i guess is the right word uh so that's what's gotten me most concerned about okay but no it's not it's not that big of a deal um especially with the the guys you have up front like it's it's a potential that we're we're not sure about and that's what has us worried really okay now we went through we went through a bunch of names for the <laughs> on the uh, on the Argos uh, and and we're looking forward to which we're kind of concerned about what but who is one player one player that's kind of 
not known to other teams throughout the league, to other fans throughout the league, that you have your eye on to to, to kind of, I would say, break out in 2022. But who's one guy that people that you're excited for that other fans in the league should be excited for? Oh, trying to think because most of the guys that we have that uh, that we're really excited for are, are decent names. Like everybody know, you know, we know Juwan Breskison, we know Eric yeah. Rogers, we you know, to a lesser extent, we know Mar- Markeith Ambles, we know Brand- yeah. Brandon Banks, Banks, um, Andrew Harris, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the the one guy that uh, and and I'm going to take a page out of uh, you know our our friends. Um, at the X's and Argos podcast, uh, Ben Grant was really high on uh, Daniel Adedeboyo. Ad- mm-hmm. It's a hard name to say, but, uh, <laughs> but I think people need to uh, remember that name. Um, unless Andrew Harris gets injured, we're probably not going to see a ton of him. Um, but he looked a lot better than uh, than you know, the other, uh, running, other, uh, running backs in, in camp, um, that played in the game anyway. Um, and then the other name that it just now we're talking about running backs, um, is, uh, Javon leak. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, uh, guys, I mean, wasn't on any of our, any of our radar showed up and he's, uh, he's a little bit of a scat back, but he's, fantastic in the return game and as soon as you give him uh an inch of space he's gone he's got speed and i think that's going to be the you know those are two of the names that uh, you're going to want to watch out for um i don't see uh like i said if andrew harris gets injured then we're going to see a lot more of those guys mm-hmm. but um andrew harris is going to carry the load uh leak is you're probably going to see him uh doing some of the splitting some of the return uh, return game. Um, but uh, yeah, th- those are two guys in the offensive side of the balls and, and less, uh, you know, a bit more of an, a name, Markeith Ambles. Um, we brought him over to pretty much complete the Calgary receiving core. Um, yeah. And um, collect them looked, all. <laughs> Got to catch them all. Um, catch he, them. he looked, he, <laughs> I believe there was a meme about uh, about Michael Pinball Clemens as uh, as uh, a Pokemon uh, master. Got to catch them all uh, <laughs> last year, about, and and he did. Um, but he's a guy who looked uh, looked really good to me in camp. Um, you know, probably somebody that not a lot of people are looking at. Um, so he may may just go overlooked uh, as far as that. But he's a he's a name that we know. He's had good seasons in the CFL and you know, he's, he's not unknown, but he's probably somebody that's going to go overlooked. Um, and on the defensive side of the ball, like I, I think with the added, um, with Jagger Davis and the added emphasis on, uh, blocking Sean Oakman, I think you're going to see, um, you know, guys like uh, uh, Sam Achampong probably have a little bit better 
season uh, than most people would see would see him at. Um, just because he's going to be the the guy who's going up against uh, single coverage all the time. Uh, Jagger Davis is going to command almost always a double team, and you know then you're left with Sean Oakman, and he got a double team him too because he's a monster, uh, both figuratively and on the field. So yeah, I think a guy like Sam Achenpong, you're going to probably hear a little bit more about. Um, maybe not, you know, shockingly amount, but you're going to hear a little bit more about him. All right. Now I've asked other podcasters uh, who've previewed their teams, and I'll ask you the same thing. For in terms of wins in 2022, where do you see a ceiling, and where do you see a floor for your Toronto Argonauts? Oh. That's a, that. I can I can see fourteen wins um, wow. uh, uh, out of this team. I I think that this team is is really good, and I think they've you know o- overall only improved. Um, as far as a floor, if I mean it's a CFL, so. Um, you know, nine wins um, has got you into the playoffs before. So that's mm. about where I would draw the line um, is, you know, if, if they lose, if they win less than nine games, I'm going to be, dis- I'm going to be very disappointed, but I, I think they're going to be closer to that, that 14 number. And I think they're going to be first in the East. Very very confident in your very confident in your Toronto Argonauts. I was <laughs> you were allowed to say 18 and 0 and win and win the Grey Cup. You're allowed to you were allowed to say that. I just wanted to give you a heads up. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's 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 a, there's a couple of podcasters that that do that. I have interviewed one of them who said yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I am going to guess he, he he's uh, in red. <laughs> yeah, yes, his team yep. does wear red yep. and white. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's been he's been on on just about everybody's show, and he always predicts them going eighteen and zero. Um, the Argos, <laughs> uh, like fourteen and four, I would consider that an extremely, extremely successful season, um, and I think that's that's relatively logical. Um, you know, do I want to say eighteen and zero? Absolutely, um, but it, logically, I'm I'm. I'm a homer. I'm not that much of a homer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Clay from the Argos fan cast. Thanks for joining me. Where can people find you? Where can people find the Argos fan cast? You have the floor to, to plug your stuff. Well, um, you can find me at uh, all kinds of clay. That's my handle across uh, all kinds of social media machines. Uh, and the Argos fan cast is at Argos fan cast. Um, anywhere you find your, find your podcast. Just type in Argos Fancast, or they can go directly to our Podbean site at theargosfancast.podbean.com. All right, Clay Chisholm from the Argos Fancast. Thank you for joining me. I know credentials required. Thank you very much, Ryan. And I want to thank everyone who had a chance to contribute to this podcast for the CFL East Division. That's Troy from the Edom Raw podcast. Tim and Cliff from the Alouette's Flight Deck, Rod from the Wood Cookie Saw Podcast, and Clay from the Argos Fancast.
go ahead and follow them on their Twitter handles and also listen to their podcasts. They're all great podcasts. Tomorrow, we'll release the CFL West previews featuring interviews with podcast creators from every single team out in the CFL West division. Don't forget to follow us on our social media channels. Again, on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, it's NoCredsREQ, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsREQ. And lastly, on YouTube, subscribe, hit notifications. That way you know when new videos are up. I'm Ryan McCarthy, your host of No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We'll talk to you again next time. Courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out on Supporters Music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.